You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! Waiting with bated breath, Don. You are. I've. You're like a cat on a hot tin roof. With Ben Fordham's coming on, the anticipation, your moods change, and as well, soon as he's finished, you relax and you become normal. You're a different person. Because Why? Don. Why? I will tell you, Don. Because people around the world listen to this, and and Doctor Ben Fordham, MD, managing Don, he. Adds a little bit of credibility and substance to the podcast. You bring up potholes and um, stuff about the council and burning down trees. He brings world views and news to us because he's a top rating along with Kyle Sandylands. He belts, they knock heads about the ratings and he comes on and gives our show a... a, a degree of credibility, uh, he knows le- words that are over f- one syllable, unlike your good self, and he- I speak to him and I lis- watch you listening to him and your eyes go around like Catherine wheels. You have no idea of half the time of what he's speaking about, but you suddenly say, oh, and by the way, uh, Doc, and he says, I just mentioned that, Don, <laughs> and you thump the table and you're like a fucking rat bag. So we're waiting for him to come on. You and are. Uh, so, uh, and to, to hear, have a listen to this, Don. This is people exploiting the system. The police. The police. Um, there, is a, there is a whole lot of people now signalling as non-binary police officers. Damn. Do you know why? Non-binary. Because if you're a non-binary person or you're a female, that is you're a man pretending you're a woman, you get a $1,300 oh, yes. clothing allowance. I saw that. Oh, you saw that? Mm. So there's now people mm. just joining right. the police force and saying they're non-binary and uh, we are actually signalling as women. So give us the 1300 yep. bucks for buy some dresses right. or some shorts. Or some, hmm? Clothing. <laughs> so, so all this is about to rebound on people who think, oh, yeah, let's just uh, fall over backwards to placate and to patronise 1% of 1% of 1% of the community. Uh, uh, Turning it on its ass uh, for no reason. Uh, Now, Don. um, What about uh, your (coughs) tilt, tilt at becoming the Lord Mayor? What's happening there? Well, Fiona Byrne, Phoebe, who's uh, conspicuous by her absence, I think she's finally been warned off coming in, to be honest. Uh, unlike Jody, who said the doc can come on for 15 minutes, uh, I think the editor of uh, the Sunday Herald Sun has finally no, said, Phoebe, the balloon's gone up, Dale. You mustn't come in. He wouldn't call her Dale, to be honest. Uh, but I went to his birthday. Who? Well, we went Who's to. Birthday? We went to. <laughs> we went. <laughs> the, Who's uh, we? W- w- we went. <laughs> uh, come I, I'm on. What's going on with this? Uh, so, so Don. Now, hang Phoebe, on, hang on, hang on. You no, cannot you, you, lead the listener up. up the garden path Phoebe, like you, you've just been some. Where you, did you go? Phoebe put in the paper 
that I, I was I've been asked to get, be the Lord Mayor again. Which which No no is, hang on. What oh about no, the party you went to? Who's We birth- went to the party of the editor of the Sunday Herald Sun's party. Him and he, his name is Graham. His name is Stephen and he was there with his partner, Max. Max. It was Max and Stephen had a birthday party and we were asked to go along. Who's we? Well, because Sue Stanley knows Max, uh, who is, his, is Stephen's partner. And uh, Stephen's partner. And um, Stephen's partner is Max. And Sue we're Stanley, not televising Sue, this, are we? Stan- are we televising <laughs> this? Shut up, Don. I Sue Stanley knows Max and Sue said, would I like to accompany her to... And I thought, oh, I could meet. Have I got the wrong, right person? Is he the editor of the Sunday Herald Sun? No, he's the age. The age! Oh, fuck. So where are we going to with Gee, all of I'm this? I am so sorry. I am so sorry. I met Steve. I thought I was going to meet Stephen at the Million Dollar Lunch, and Phoebe, I've got this wrong. What the hell are we on about oh, here? No, the, what's the Million Dollar Lunch? Last week, I, Phoebe was going to introduce me to her editor, and I've mixed him up with the person we went oh. to's birthday party, who is Stephen, who is oh, the editor of the Age Weekender, the Age Weekender. And Stephen is goes out with a bloke called Max, and Sue is a friend of Max's, and she said, "Would you like to come to Stephen's birthday party?" So I got that wrong, but it was a very, very. Well, jo- so you were the handbag. I was. It was a very jolly night there, and um, uh, we 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 spoke to. Did you wear your t-shirt and braces? There was a cross section of the community. No, I said, "What did you, what were you dressed in?" You. T-shirt and braces with that bloke from Carlson Tucker, is it? Carlson? Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson. No, I... He was vintage glamour. It what was, did he... So what did he go as? I wore a sparkly, sparkly sort of a shirt to... What? Singlet? Spa- no, Lurex singlet? I think, I think it was a... I think it was a thing Which from Ibiza. Which way did you dress? Ibiza. You what, did you wear your shorts? Don. Shorts? <sighs> did you... Have you heard of Ibiza? Pa- he had pants right. on. Have you heard of Ibiza? Abitha, Abitha in Spanish. Abitha is when you're overweight, isn't it? <laughs> now, have a listen to this. This is why the world's turning. Do you remember that the Washington Redskins? I'm dealing. I, I'm t- oh no, you're not. Some, we talked about the Redskins. I'm years telling ago. you. No, I'm t- telling. No, I'm telling ready. you. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I enjoy this. It's fantastic. And sometimes, Don, you wear me down so thin. You are such a fucking cockhead. Now, Don, you're no good saying that we spoke about the American Redskins. The, uh, the Washington Redskins were asked to change their name. <laughs> we did this years oh, ago. You don't know what I'm going to say, you fucking <laughs> imbecile. The Washington Redskins were asked to say, change their name because it was meant to be disrespectful to the uh, natives in America, the native Indians, and they changed their name to the Washington... Um, Pile faces. Com- c- commanders. Commanders. 
Commanders. Commanders. That's what they changed their name to. They're called the Washington Commanders now because they had to take their name, yeah, change yeah, it. I got it. I got and it. now, listen to this. Yeah. The American Indian tribes <laughs> are now insisting that the Washington commanders changed their name back to Redskins because they found out, they didn't find out, they did a survey saying, do you find it offensive? And people said, on the contrary, we think the Redskins is a great name, it shows the heritage, it shows our history, and it has nothing to do with uh, disgracing the Redskin name and uh, being uh, racist about the Redskins. So there's a big push to have the Washington commanders change their name back to the Washington Redskins because, Don, people are finally getting onto well, this I shit. I had a friend who went to add the Northern Territory working. Working? I won't say what because it might... But he I was working with Indigenous people. About what? I won't say because some oh. people don't want to, but he was working with Indigenous people. I don't people. want to know his it name. I want to know what he's working on. Don't you worry about that. And... He was talking to them and they are not interested at all in the voice. This is the Indigenous workers he was working with and all they want to be is, as they said, quote-unquote Australia, Don, what they quote as Australia. I have deliberately, I've, I've deliberately said to you that we're going to do a segment on this and that's one of the main things, that uh, that's one of the main points of what we've been saying, Don. We, we are ahead have of the curve. I, I've got to congratulate the ABC. Over you, the, Don. The ABC have done a little promo. With a number of people playing the drums, which is fantastic. It's been taken from what they do in Europe. But they're singing that song that the uh, Seekers, uh, yes. that We Are Australia. And a very good song. And they've got all the different people who yes. make up our Australia, uh, mm. who are Australians. Very good and song. And it is fantastic. It is. Every I've nationality that has immigrated to course, Australia is there. And, of course, that's the point, Don. Exactly. So, so the Washington Redskins, uh, they're trying to get the name back to the Washington Redskins because the woke bullshit that went on saying, oh, no, we can't call people Redskins and you can't eat lollies that are called Redskins, they're starting to work out that now, this along is an the same, absolute fabricated... Along the same line is Captain Cook's cottage in the Fitzroy Gardens. That was an excursion for us when we were young children to go and actually see. Now... They might have a hassle with Captain Cook, but that cottage should remain because it is just fascinating to see a building of that period, how big the people were, to walk in there and have to duck your head and, and think of it. Gee, there were a family lived in this little cottage. Of course, Don. This is and the this history. is how people you lived can't two, change three hundred years can't ago. Can't rewrite history. That's the history and th of this. And they're talking about removing it and from the Fitzroy Gardens. I know, but uh, when the voice uh, doesn't get up, they will start to push back on all this bullshit. Now, and Don, that is the council, which you are going to be Lord Mayor of, aren't so you? So Ivan told me. Ivan told me. Listen to this, and this is one of our things when we're going to do the segment called We Told You, Ivan said that um, they had a power outage, a power outage, you know, the lights went out, in Perth uh, recently, and people called in sick at the place he works for because no one could power up their electric cars overnight and therefore they couldn't get to work. And this is how it's swinging back because the Prime Minister of the UK said they're now drilling for oil and gas in the North Sea because renewable energy and the electric vehicle hoax is a 
fucking crock of nonsense. And we have been saying this. I'm preempting what we're going to talk about. We have been saying this for years, Don, and we are ahead of the curve. I told you my story about the electric fence unit I bought, didn't I? The what, Don? The electric fence unit I bought. I thought I'd do my bit for uh, our environment, so I went and bought an electric fence unit to keep the horses in or keep them off the whatever. You've bought an electric fence? Unit. Jesus, don't it's get tangled up in it, Don. You'll end up electrocuting yourself. Will you shut up? It's powered by solar. I got it home and the bloody thing <laughs> wouldn't work because oh, it was the in the middle of winter. Because exactly. That's in the middle of winter, I've, I've done a, my money. The bloody horses are still going through the fence. Of the, what so the, you bought... Just did I let go? You bought an electric fence that was powered was by solar. solar. What happens if they broke out during the night? I tell you, I was just... Oh. What happens if the horses... Anyway, I got stitched. And rightly so, if you're that much of a nong. What happens if the horses break out during the night? I don't get... Please, please, I've been stitched. Who who sold you that? I went... I thought it was a smart idea. It doesn't matter who sold it to me. I bought it at our friends. People from... from Hastings. Oh, no. I went down to Hastings and bought it. It wasn't one of those uh, from... uh, People from uh, Afghanistan said, oh, look, oh, well, you know, they're doing a scam from overseas, from uh, the Seychelles. Or they said, look, give us a $800 and we'll send you an electric fence that's powered by the sun. And you said, oh, yeah, but uh, what happens if it's at night time? They said, oh, no, the moon will power it. Don, you're simple. You've just been taken for a ride because you're a simple man. It probably had words in the... Uh, in the, in the uh, had words in the... Um, in the guarantee that we're over one syllable and you couldn't understand them. Perniciously stupid. Uh, wait till Do I you get say a- Matty Johns listens to this rubbish? Matty Johns listens to us, yeah, he does. Has he got anything else to do? He, he, uh, Don, is he a busy man? Is he a very busy man? He does. Uh, I'm going to ask Ben about Matt, his intellect. Did you think Ben would know him? He's a New South Welsh. He absolutely. He uh, do, he he hosts. You'd query the, his intellect, wouldn't you? He hosts Fox Footy. Who? Max Johns hosts the Fox Max. Footy NRL. Uh, did I say Max? I yeah, Max. Say, Max Johns. Yeah, Max. Uh, did I say Matt Johns? Ma- oh, Max. Yes, yeah, Matt. Matt. Um, um, you wait till I get on the uh, onto the perfunctory. Have you and ever capricious thought? I'd like to. Or maybe now I'll run it past you. We're waiting desperately for the doctor ringing. I understand this is that, we're and filling. we're doing a fill at the moment. But a couple of weeks ago, and I wondered what happened. Brittany Higgins. Yes. Now, did I get it right or wrong? She's working now for the United Nations. I th- I think that's right. How would she get a job at the United Nations? And my conspiracy theory is. Do you think she's been pushed out or encouraged to get out of Australia so it doesn't put any heat or embarrassment or whatever else on the situation existing? And they got her a job with the United Nations? A bit like Brett Sutton being shifted over to the CSIRO. Don? No, no, hang on. Just keeping to this... Yes. And the other thing, with Brett Brett Sutton as well, I can connect them. We're not doing that Do you know who's paying... For the mistakes made in the Brittany Higgins case yep. and also the you. Brett Sutton case, you and I. You and me. And every other and bloody me, listener on Not this you and I, podcast. You and me. And there's millions you of don't dollars say involved. You say you and I, you say you and me. Well, it doesn't matter. 
Brett Sutton could cost us 50. Will, oh, he will cost us. It's we'll, not a case of we're getting, Willie. That's one of the topics. He, he will cost us $50 million. And the other thing that's I'm going to query, listen, just be quiet for a moment. He was acting health minister, acting health minister. Would he have the authority as acting health minister to close a business down? Uh, not minute, health officer. Acting health officer when he closed I cook foods down. If I may, Don. Yes. Jim. Very good question. We are going to cover this extensively in the I told you so segment. Oh. I've deliberately held off I cook foods okay. and the COVID and the voice and the welcome to country. Come on, Ben. Please come uh, so on So we're just filling in please time. Please ring in, Ben. He, he's going to ring in, Don. He's going to ring in. Give Matt Johns a ring. Matt Johns, is, we've rung Matt Johns on this uh, program before. No, we haven't. Yes, we have. we rang him in about a query about um, what about NRL or something. I've got a thing about uh, our game at the moment. About I watched what it. Game? I watched it on the weekend. Here we go. Here, oh, geez, here we go. Quieten down, Don. God, here, here we go. Here we go. Come on. Jeez, he's better Shut than up, Viagra Don. for you Shut and up. an here injection. Okay. Doc. Hang on. Oh, Once a jolly oh, swagman fantastic. camped by a billabong. I've told you, I've told you. You've got no idea. I've told ben Don that you're under the shade of a cooler oh, bar tree. Oh, Are you on drugs? And he sang as he watched oh, and waited till he's Billy Boyle. You'll come a waltzing Matilda with me. Waltzing uh, Matilda. Right, Benny, Benny, waltzing don't Matilda. You'll come a waltzing Matilda with me. G'day, boys. Do- how how did, how, Doc, we've already told put everyone you? that you're only limited to 15. Minutes, Jody's obviously got to you and said, Don't go on too long with those clowns, you're not doing your reputation any good. But thanks for coming on. Well, can I just say, Jody's always said that I'm only good for 15 minutes. Well, he'll better than some people. A fellow opposite is only good for 60 seconds. If you bite on, <laughs> if you bite on a damn hanky, you can get about another 30 seconds out of yourself. Hey, now, Benny, Benny. Hey, Benny. Oh, uh, yes, Don. Yes, we're Don. not up with what happens in Sydney, but I heard your competitor, his name is Kyle Sandilands. Is he crude or not? What is he crude? Said, yes. Hey, yes. He's a, he is unbelievable what he says. Can he get away with that in Sydney? Yeah, he gets away with it because you know what he's he's uncancelable, and I what think do you that mean? I think we sh- well, I, you know, I think uh, the cancel culture, as we know, and and we call it out on this podcast frequently, is such an insidious bloody disease that's overtaken society. So when there are people who say, you know what, I don't care, I'm not going to be cancelled, and their bosses back them in, uh, I'm not going to have a crack at them. I love that about what Kyle does. Yes, he's my competitor, and. We're radio rivals, but we do very different shows, right? He's on FM and I'm on AM. I talk about what's really happening in the world. He talks about the Kardashians. But um, I like the fact that he's no holds barred. And, and look, But he's I, a bit crude I, in his terminology. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are things that I wouldn't say. I mean, what, what comments are you referring to that he, Playing that he said with on his air? De- he was masturbating or something along that line. He was mentioning oh. something about that. I thought... Whoa. <laughs> not, not happy with the word masturbating. Well, though. I didn't think it was appropriate. Well, it's a word. You don't know mm. half the words. Now, being that you a Sydney sider, Johnny was telling me before that we have a new listener called Matt Johns. What's his intellect like? Because I couldn't believe he'd listen to a show like this. Matthew Johns, what, Matthew Johns 
I think you would describe Matthew Johns as the Sam Newman oh. of the rugby league community. Oh. So a, a great player who then uh, became a, a TV host, a, a podcast host. He was on the NRL footy show for a long time and then he moved to Channel 7 and then to Fox where he's got a TV show and, mate, very talented bloke, very popular bloke. He also created a, a character years ago called Reg Reagan. So when society started becoming very sophisticated and everyone would say the right things and no one would say anything inappropriate, he came up with a character called Reg Reagan mm. who'd have a big beer gut and he'd always be handing, walking around with a, a can of KB lager in his hand and he would just say the most outrageous things. So, you know, Matt's another one who, who can't be cancelled. Oh. And thank God, I, I think we need to progress and I think society is progressing to a point now that when the losers start trying to cancel people. Do you know what's now happening? No. I think that the average person goes, you know what, get stuffed, I'm not going to buy into this. Whereas five years ago, if someone went online and said, let's cancel Ben Fordham, let's cancel Don Scott, let's cancel Sam Newman, let's cancel You Cannot Be Serious, you'd have all of these keyboard warriors who'd be sending off to complaints to people. Now I think the average Aussie just goes, hey, listen, we've been there, we've done that, we've had enough of it, it's bullshit. Now, Ben, we, we make no apology for this, but we are going to do a standalone segment, Don and I, when we finished uh, with you for very kindly coming on, about the things that we've been going on about for two years with you, for more than two years, about the voice, I cook foods, uh, electric vehicles, nuclear power, uh, the COVID vaccine, climate change, uh, the corruption of the Victorian government and Don's favourite subject, potholes. They are all starting to get uh, headlines in the news about all those things and we've been ahead of the curve on this podcast for two years saying how know, corrupt but, and bogus all those things are. But I've got a confession to make. Yes. I now drive an electric vehicle. Well, the, oh, but, bullshit. you got a given to no, you. No, that's okay. You wouldn't buy it. That's okay. But that, I yeah. haven't had the opportunity to share this news with my close family and friends, and I know it will come as a shock to many people considering all of the coverage that I've had over the years about electric vehicles and the challenges you have while charging them. But, yep. boys, I need to confess I'm now driving an electric vehicle. So did you buy it or is it a sponsor thing? Uh, no comment. No, so you've been gi <laughs> so you've been given it to strive. Uh, you've been given it to drive as a as a quid pro quo thing uh, because they're trying to sell electric vehicles and there's plenty of them being sold. All we're saying, Doc, is that it is an absolute hoax to think that petrol driven cars are driving are driving this planet into oblivion. It is a no, lie. And you know what? It's a lie. They're always they're always going to be there. The idea that. 90% of, of new cars are going to be electric by by the end of this decade is just ludicrous. That's what Chris Bowen, the Federal Energy Minister, reckons. But you know what I've discovered with the electric car? I mean, it's suited to someone like me because I drive eight minutes from home yep. to work, eight minutes home, right? Yep. So when I'm, I'm going between Channel 9, 2GB home, no more than 10 minutes. But if yep. you're out in the, in the big brown land, if you're driving across the country, if you're someone working in the bush, forget about it. They're not made for that. And, and you know, someone said to me, oh, you, you, people suffer this thing called range anxiety, right, where you think, oh, no, the battery's running low. Oh, it's down to 60%. And the gentleman who shared the car with me said to me, look, do you go filling up your petrol when it's 60% full? No, you wait until it goes down to 
to 10%, 5%, and then you go and charge it. So, for example, BMW, at their dealerships, you can just drive into the dealership and they've got coffee shops there. And the one that I've been going to, which is BMW Sydney, which is in Rushcutters Bay, for anyone in Sydney, you go along there, ding, ding. you walk in, and Elliot gives you a, um, a <laughs> coffee, a double espresso, lovely bloke, Elliot, and they charge your car, and 20 minutes later, it's fully charged, and off you go again. Or... You can get one of those fast chargers at home and put it in the garage. So for someone like me, I've discovered that it's perfect. And can I tell you this other whiz-dang thing that this car does? When you want to turn up the volume of the music or the podcast in the car, you don't have to touch anything. You just you just do it in the air. You imagine if you're, you're making a circle, like a, a clockwise circle in the air. They've got cameras in the car. So when you make a circle in the air with your fingertip, the volume goes up. I mean, small things amuse small minds, and I am captivated by yep. it. Yep, so, Doc, the bottom line is you've been given an electric vehicle to drive so that you do exactly what you've just done now, tell you about, uh, tell us all about where you bought it and Elliot and how good he is at making coffee, and uh, you've, oh, you've, yeah, paid yeah, for yeah, it, you've paid for it overnight uh, by yeah. actually speaking here on this. They catch fire the batteries. They are completely dysfunctional when there's a power outage. You can't go more than one hour in it in any direction, but if you're happy with it, <laughs> you can't go more well, hang than... on a moment. I've been driving a thing around for two weeks. I haven't had to charge it. You wait. So I said, I said you can't. You said you drive eight minutes from home to work, didn't you? Yeah, but well, but, I know, said I... an hour. If you drive for more than an hour, you've got to quickly go in and have it plugged in. No, and if you don't. Thirty people no, waiting. Look, no, I'll it's be realistic dog. with you. And look, I, I haven't, I haven't done a long journey yet, but exactly. I reckon. I reckon, look, I, I wouldn't want to guess, but, mate, it'd be closer to 15 hours than one hour that you can drive before what? you've got to recharge Absolute it. Absolutely not. That is a – that you know, you're being, you're being deliberately uh, mischievous. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. That's I, I mean, rubbish. I'll, go and, you can, I'll you go, can, go and test it. You could drive And you know what I'll here. do, Sam? You know what I'll do? I'll, I'll find out from PK, my dear friend at BMW Sydney Rushcutters Bay. Elliot? That's BMW Sydney Rushcutters <laughs> Bay. I'll find out from BMW Sydney Rushcutters Bay just how many hours you can drive when you okay. pick up a car so, from BMW Sydney Rushcutters Bay. Okay, Doc. So why don't you bring it down here and drive from Melbourne to Sydney, which I think is nine hours in a car. See how far mm. you get in the car. You'll I'd stop make it three Sydney, times. Melbourne. No, what? no, 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 no. Sydney, Melbourne, one go. I'm not sure of that. that All right, well, I'll have an uh, answer for you when I join you next so, time. So if you go from Sydney to Melbourne in one go and there's about four or five or six or seven or ten cars on the road and you stop at the only charging station, you've got to wait for four hours for people to charge their car up. No, it well, isn't, you, yeah. No, that... Yeah, well... We've look, just look, had Sam, Ivan... I, I've, been, I've been a sceptic. I've been a sceptic. And I say they're not designed for everyone at this stage because all of the charging stations aren't out there. But also, if you put one of the chargers in your garage, then you can just charge it up whenever you want. Uh, as long as there as long is as a as doc, as long as there is a choice, as long as there's no power outages, as long as there are choice. I mean, 
It's a bit like your mobile phone. You know, you, you charge it up, it's fully charged, and then when you need to charge it again, you put it on the yeah, charger. Okay, well, it's that's fine. Hard. So what happens when you're asked to turn off your air conditioners because there's been a power shortage because the grid can't keep up with it and no one can charge their cars because they run off the power grid? Uh, it, it is an absolute furphy, Doc, and if you're enjoying it, good on you. You've got it for nothing. I bet you wouldn't have bought one if you had to pay for it yourself because <laughs> uh, you save on fuel and all that, but uh, that's No, that's I know, fantastic. I know. No, but but I'll, I'll tell you, when I was given a car to borrow, it's not mine, it's to borrow, they did say, oh, you don't want an electric, do you? And I went, no, I do. I want to try yeah, it because when right. I talk good. about things, good. I want to know what their, what their shortcomings are, what the advantages are. So, so I'll keep on testing it, but I've got to say, so far it's been good. But on the wider issue of the, the transition to renewable energy, I've made the comment before on this podcast you don't jump off the boat until you reach the shore. No. And what's happened in Australia is we jumped off the boat too early. Well, guess what's now happening? I saw yesterday outside the Victorian Parliament on Spring Street, you had all of these farmers bring their trucks into Spring Street and they were beeping the horns and they were hollering outside Parliament because they have to now deal with the renewable energy transition and farmers in New South Wales are doing the same. I had the Minister for Energy in New South Wales in the studio this morning and I said to her, would you like it if someone knocked on your front door and said to you, listen, we're putting these towers in your backyard that are as tall as the pylons on the Sydney Harbour Bridge and if there's a lightning strike and it catches fire, then your whole house is going to burn down and your family's going to be in danger. She said, of course I wouldn't, but that's what they're doing to farmers at the moment. And they don't have a choice, even when the farmers say, no, can you put the lines underground so it doesn't damage the value of our property? The government says no. And, you know, it's like on the castle, right, with Daryl Kerrigan, where someone comes along and tells you what to do with your land. You tell them to go and get staffed. Now, Doc, I know I don't want to – I know you're in a time constraint here, but you said – uh, have have you has Albanese read the full statement on Uluru? Uh, you've questioned him on that, have you? About what he said yeah, so, about uh, Ayers Rock or Uluru? Yeah. So so this is this is the story, right? The the uh, Anthony Albanese is always saying that what we're doing with the Voice, this is not his idea. This is not his product to sell. He said on sixty Minutes on Sunday, he said this is something that Indigenous people have asked for, right? Now, there were all these meetings leading up to this Uluru statement being prepared, and in the end, there's one page that's signed by all of the delegates, and behind it are another 26 pages of kind of background notes and other ideas that came from Indigenous people about what they want after the voice, including reparations, which is compensation. So Neil Mitchell interviewed Anthony Albanese yesterday. It's on a podcast that Neil's got out, and on the discussion when he gets to the Uluru statement Neil says so what about the other 26 accompanying pages behind the signed one pager Anthony Albanese said I haven't read it I haven't read it why would I now we're being told that we need to listen to indigenous people right this is what indigenous people wanted to say in the lead up to the Uluru statement the prime minister hasn't even read it so when it says in the supporting documentation that Australia could pay reparations to Indigenous people. It could be calculated based on a percentage of our GDP and all sorts of other stuff to do with treaty and truth-telling and everything else. The Prime Minister of Australia has admitted to Neil Mitchell he didn't read the document. He hasn't read the document. He even said, 
Why would I? Yep. So if you don't want to listen, it's an extended interview with Neil. If you don't want to listen to the whole thing, and I encourage you to do so, you can go to Neil Mitchell on your podcast app and you'll find the one-hour interview. But otherwise, go to my podcast. Just search Ben Fordham. It's up there right now. And I've got that moment in the Neil Mitchell interview where the Prime Minister says, I haven't read it. Why would I? Well, mate, if you want to change the Constitution and you want the whole country to come along, do your bloody homework and read the documents that accompany the Uluru Statement from the Heart. I think it was gobsmackingly bizarre that the Prime Minister made that confession to Neil Mitchell. His advisers must have been outside the studio tearing their hair out. I mean, Just... how crazy. The bloke's always on a plane somewhere. Yeah, Why not wouldn't you wrong. take the 26 pages along? Take the 26 pages, or I don't care if it's 180 pages. If you want to change the Constitution, and that means that it's then almost impossible for us to take the voice out of the Australian way of life, because once it's in there, it's in there. You'd have to go to another vote to have it taken out of there, and that's unlikely to happen. That Please, was a very, defi- a very defining moment in this whole argument uh, on The Voice. Very defining well, moment. I mean, and there have been a few of them. I mean, there was the interview that I did with Albo a, a month or so ago when he said, yeah, oh, no, it's nothing to do P- with... Patricia Cavallis down here yeah, on the that ABC. One, that, that was the following day. Oh, nothing to do with treaty, nothing to do with treaty. And then we see him in a T-shirt with treaty written all over it. And he says, well, I was just at a concert. Well... Yeah, but, mate, you've also committed to the Uluru Statement in full, which is voice, truth, treaty. So don't go being tricky with your words and then saying, oh, no, this has got nothing to do with it. The voice referendum at the end of the year is only about a voice. Now, can we after that, that, there's treaty and there's truth. You can't deny it. Now, can we just change the subject for a moment? Because do you appreciate the city that you live in? Because... A worker and a teammate of mine, Ian Payton, went to Sydney, accompanied his wife in the, uh, what is it, the, the marathon run they have up there? What is that called? Yeah, Sydney, to, Sydney surf. to Surf. Anyway, he was up there for five days. He came back with just glowing compliments about Sydney. He said it leaves Melbourne for dead. And if anybody, in, you in know. In which way? In which way? Well, I'll go through it. The trains. Very, very clean. The walls, the the floors, they're double glazed, they're quiet and they're double decked. He said they were unbe- mm. unbelievable. The coffee shops, you've got coffee, coffee shops on coffee shops on just about all your stations, which we don't have. He said he caught graffiti. the tra- graffiti. Me- no, well, gra- hurry no up, Don. graffiti. The dock's on Will a schedule. Shut up. He got the train from Bondi Junction to the airport. Five dollars, mm. eighty dollars if he took a cab. Five dollars. There's no yep. litter, no graffiti. The track sides are kept no so graffiti. tight. Your Opal yep. card. You have an Opal card up there. We have Mikey. Now his Opal card showed him the balance of what is Ooh. in his account when he Ooh. finished. Whereas down here, our Mikey card is. It doesn't. Uh, I, I, okay, and he Don, just came. Don. No homeless, more police no presence. homeless. Turn in Sydney, in Sydney, and more Don. police presence. Don. Okay, Don, have you ever heard the expression, the grass is always greener? Yeah, Don, uh, yeah, he looks at the property next door to his. He says it all the time. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, look, I'll, I'll take the compliment. I love Sydney as well. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. But people in Sydney complain about Sydney. People in Melbourne complain about Melbourne. Uh, do we have as much graffiti in Sydney as Melbourne? Probably not. 
Do we have just as many homeless people? Yes. Do we have public transport issues? Absolutely. So, look, I'll take the compliment. And just on the issue of the homeless people, that lady who was sleeping down near the beach, how's yep. she going? she got a tent now. No, she hasn't. She has got living in a tent. I drove past her this morning. She is living her. in a tent. She and and if you stand by, she'll have a little prefab home there shortly. She'll have a carport and a garage and everything. It yeah. is a disgrace. A well, disgrace. what you don't know is that, as I've told you, her name is Cynthia, and she does listen to this podcast because she's got good <laughs> Wi-Fi there. So, Cynthia, you just keep on doing your thing. You've got yeah. my support. She's got a she's got a dish up a dish up on the. She can get Foxtel now. Now, Doc, uh, just you might mm-hmm. you might be surprised. Neil Mitchell is about to um, enter into negotiations with his station, Three AW, and you want to be uh, just listen to this podcast. Uh, you'll be very Ooh. surprised at what Neil Mitchell's going to do. I I know he's the number one man here, like you are the number one man man there. But um, mm. uh, I uh, speak to all right, well, uh, you. Just let keep me, an eye on what Neil right, Mitchell's going to do because you okay, might be surprised. I, I, I don't know what he's going to do, but I'll, I'll let me make a few predictions. And this is just me just having a bit of a guess, right? You've mentioned a couple of radio ones today. The suggestion that, that Kyle and Jackie O in Sydney could be broadcast into Melbourne, and that would be on KISS FM, where currently you've got Jason and Lauren, who are both really good people there on on KISS in Melbourne. My tip is that won't happen. I don't think Kyle Sandilands and Jackie O will be broadcast into Melbourne. And on Neil Mitchell, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if after the record run that he's had and the incredible career that he's had, I wouldn't be surprised if Neil Mitchell just went, you know what? I'm sick of dealing with Daniel Andrews. Um, I've won all the awards. I've been number one forever. I wouldn't be surprised if Neil Mitchell decided, all right, I want to spend a bit more time enjoying myself rather than dealing with Chairman Dan the whole time. What an extraordinary piece of perception, uh, Doc. This is why you get the big bucks, because you're a star. And uh, I said to Don, he says, oh, you get nervous when the Doc's coming on. I said, the Doc's the only person that gives this show some credibility and uh, <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to the crap that... Uh, so anyhow, and Doc... Listen, how, ex- how excited are we about the Matildas tonight? Oh, we wow. we've we, we just had a couple of great moments on radio. We got the last tickets that we, we've been giving away, right? And so, so I gave, you know, it's a double pass to this lady who called in and she, she yelled out, holy shit. And of <laughs> I, course, I, I, must I didn't have time to hit, didn't have time to hit the dump button. Oh, so anyway, no, well, that's up on the Ky- podcast. That's too. Kyle says that every other word. Now, I just want to quickly tell you this, and I've said this to Don. If you watch the Matildas beat France and at the end of it, Sam Kerr went to walk over to the French contingent and the cameraman or the producer went to a shot of fat, sweating people in the crowd with face paint on. If ever someone should get sacked, didn't you want to see the great Sam Kerr go over and do what she was probably going to do, show great Australian sportsmanship, Mm. sportspersonship, and say, we're sorry, good on you, good luck, whatever. We never saw it, and if you don't know how to capture the emotion of sport, you shouldn't have a job. Yeah, well, they do tend to do a bit of that. And I know that you've uh, had a bit of a gripe about this for some time when you, you cut away to different shots and crowd shots and everything else. You want to see a little bit of that. You want to but see the it trick all. with it, for example, for example, the trick is in a, in a penalty shootout, you want to see some nervous people in the crowd between the shots. I'm not so when the not, shots are not happening, I'm not talking about that, no, Doc. No. At the end of no, it... No, no, no. I'm, I get it. But when the key moments are happening... 
whether it's Sam Kerr offering congratulations or whether you didn't you know, see it's it. some huge moment, you want to stick with the stuff that everyone wants to watch. Of course you do. And you do. know what? This is the podcast that everyone wants to listen to. And I would just encourage people, if I can, I've been I've been plugging a few things today. I understand that. Yeah, electric and it's probably against the rules. from Elliot. But, but, but if you want to listen to my podcast, yes. then feel free to search it. Ben Fordham and follow me. Leave a message on there. If you call me Doc on the messages, I'll know that you're one of the, the great listeners of You Cannot Be Serious. And one of the great things that I have, as I've told you before, is bumping into people and they say, G'day, Doc. It's just like, you know, that's when you really appreciate the spread and influence of this podcast. It's amazing how many people listen to it, and it's just great to be well, here. Go out with I, a I song, Doc. Go out with a you. song, Doc, please. Well, can we all just think oh, about the Matildas tonight as we say, well, and he sang as he watched and waited, waited till he's Billy boiled. boiled. You'll, You'll come along, sing, sing dong, Matilda Don. with me. Go the Matildas! <laughs> See you, boys. Good on you, mate. All the best. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye. Uh, well, now he's off. He's he's off. You're happy? Well, aren't you happy? Did that no, no, you're happy. You now can come back and not. you won't be uptight. Um, You'll be just normal Johnny, Don? whereas it was uptight Johnny earlier. And now you're Don? so relieved. Now, have you watched much TV lately? Don? It will quickly, because we're going to come back with a segment we told you so before the guest uh, we well, interview. Well, we've had a plethora of sport. It plethora? Has been, yes, it has An been. An overabundant of white corpuscles. That's what plethora means. Go on. Basketball. It was on the other night. Australia in a warm-up game against Venezuela. We've had the swimming. We've got soccer. It has been fantastic television. There is nothing better than watching top sport. Okay. Well, well, I'm glad we waited for you to tell us all that, Don. So we're now so going to come back with... What? We told you so. Nope. Wrong one. <laughs>